Hello, everyone, and welcome to the African podcast. I'm Rebecca Tripp, and on this podcast, we talk about education, immigration, and the law. On this week's episode, I want to talk about study permits, but I'm going to do it a little differently. So as some of you may know, I run my own law office. I provide legal representation for immigration um, applicants, and I also help other legal representatives, immigration lawyers, and immigration consultants with their own caseload. So on this week's episode, I want to talk about how to run an immigration file from start to finish. So talking about the logistics, um, how to be the best legal assistant that you can be, and also how to be a representative as well. So when we talk about study permits, the first thing I wanna do is discuss the logistics of the file start to finish. As a legal um, assistant working in an immigration law firm, um, it's really important to understand the process because when you're helping a lawyer and you're helping the client, it's really good to reiterate, you know, where are we in the process? How much longer is it going to take? um, And what should we be focusing on right now? So um, we're going to quickly run through this, but I think it'll just be a really good um, snapshot of how a file should move throughout the process. So step one is that the client reaches out to you. Um, Step two, you do a consultation um, to be able to assess whether or not they are eligible for the Uh, study permit application that they want to submit. Uh, Next up is the retainer agreement. You're signing, the legal representative will sign an agreement with the client, basically outlining fees, um, all terms regarding their um, relationship as a representative. Um, It'll go over maybe processing times and, and how long it should take to submit the application. And then maybe, you know, how long is it going to take for this application to get approved? Um, It'll cover everything from confidentiality, um, liability, insurance, Um, retainer agreements should really cover every single element that you can think of uh, between the client and the legal representative. Um, so next step is preparing the application and this step is the, the step that takes the longest, um, getting those supporting documents in place, filling out all those forms, uploading them into the portal, um, and finally getting them, the application ready for submission. Um, step five before submission, you want to have client approval. So you want them to be aware of what's being submitted on their behalf and you do want to get in writing their approval. Um, step six is the submission of the application and you're paying the government fees at that time for a study permit, it's $150. Um, But the client file doesn't stop after submission. So after you submit the application, you're going to, depending on the client and where they're located, you might need to do biometrics. Um, You might need to submit their passport for a TRV stamp in their passport. Um, And then step eight, if they get approved, is um, that the government issues a letter of introduction. Um, And this is the part where you can get really excited with your client and be like, "You're, you're approved, like, you know, you're going to be heading to Canada. Um, you also do, though, at this stage, want to warn them that the final decision is made at the border or at the port of entry. So step nine is you're traveling to Canada. You show that letter of introduction to the immigration officer, and he has the final say on the application. And once he approves, then you obtain the physical copy of the study permit, which is the last step, step 10. And once you have that 
that physical hard copy of that study permit, you can uh, leave the airport and have fun in Canada and, and, and start your studies. So now that we understand how the file works, I want to run through the study permit application itself. What is involved in the application? So when submitting a study permit application online, there are four types of documents that you will need to um, compile and put into this application. So one is all the government forms that you will need to fill out. Two is the supporting documents for your for the client. So that's a copy of their passport, proof of funds, letter of acceptance from a DLI, the third type of document is the one-page study plan, which we will dive into um, in a couple minutes. And the fourth and last document is the submission letter. So this is basically the letter that um, nicely ties up the application into a nice little bow. Um, it's the a, a couple pages explaining who the client is, the legislation that backs up their application, how they meet the eligibility requirements, and then you'll list the supporting documents um, in the submission letter as well. But we will go into more detail in what's a submission letter um, here in a couple minutes. So with government forms, um, depending on where the client is, the, the first thing you want to do is get that document checklist. So whether they're in Canada, which is an IMM 5555, or outside of Canada, an IMM 5483, um, always start your applications, whether or not it's a, a study permit, if it's a um, work permit application, if it's a visitor record application, always start with a document checklist and keep on referring to it as you uh, get through the file. Um, you'll also want to fill out the study permit um, application form and the family information form as well. Some forms that might be uh, unique to the case, depending on the client, um, you might need to fill out a common law declaration. If they're using a representative, uh, they'll need to sign a use of representative form. Um, you might need to sign an authority to release personal information to a designated individual. Um, you might also need to sign for a custodian uh, declaration for minors studying in Canada. So the next uh, step with this file is that you want to start pulling together the supporting documents. And this by far takes the longest in, in the file. Retainer agreements are quick to um, get executed. Submissions are relatively quick to do. But obtaining all the supporting documents with your client, it by far takes the longest time. So um, supporting documents that you'll want to include with a study permit are a copy of a valid passport, um, two photos that meet the specific requirements of the visa application, um, proof of financial support, a really big one for study permits, it, proof of ties to your home country. Um, you really want to reiterate and prove that after their studies, um, they will be going back to, back to their um, country of residence. Um, while a lot of individuals that obtain study permits do want to stay in Canada past their um, their 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 graduation date, um, 
the bottom line is that a study permit is temporary and they have to leave Canada after their authorized stay of that study permit unless they can then apply for another application. Um, but when you're applying for just a study permit, you're applying for temporary residence. Therefore, you have to really reiterate and improve with evidence that they are coming to Canada for a temporary stay and they do have ties back to their, their home country and they will be going back after their authorized stay. Um, another document that you'll want to submit is the resume and possibly a proof of relationship as well. Um, the biggest, <laughs> most important document with the uh, study permit applications is the letter of acceptance from a DLI. So you cannot apply for a study permit unless you have a letter of acceptance from a designated learning institution, a DLI. So um, there are a lot of schools out there that are not DLIs. So what you'll want to do is go onto the Canadian government website and look at the list of DLI uh, schools and make sure that that school is um, on that list. Because if not, that really does stop the application and, and you can't move forward. Um, some people will reach out to you in advance of applying for schools, um, which is fine, but you cannot, you, you shouldn't start the study permit process until um, you've identified a school that's a DLI and you've received an acceptance letter from that, that school. Other documents uh, to submit if they are applicable to your unique circumstances is maybe a proof of relationship. So, um, maybe a marriage certificate so your spouse can join you or a birth certificate for your children so that way your children can join you. Um, if you're planning on studying in Quebec, you'll need a CAQ um, and any other additional documents that are required based off of your citizenship. Study plans. So a study plan, uh, which is the third type of document that you'll be submitting in a study plan or a study permit application, um, is a one-page document that really is the client speaking to the immigration um, officer saying, these are my ties to my home country. This is my plan for my career. And, and this is my plan for when I come back to my home country, what I'm going to do with this um, degree. You're going to discuss why are you coming to Canada? Why are you going to that specific um, program in, in that specific school? And you really want to reiterate the return of investment. So an ROI. Um, an ROI does not have to be um, money specific. It doesn't have to be about, oh, I'm going to get you know a salary raise or I'll be able to get into a, a new career that will make me more money. It, it doesn't, it can be that, but it doesn't have to just be that. Um, you can also talk about how it will just get you into um, the next phase of your career. Um, this is something that you've been dreaming about for a long time to study this specific program in Canada that isn't offered in your home country. Um, you just, this is the opportunity for the client to speak to the immigration officer. And so you just want to basically lay out your case on why they should be um, going to Canada and, and doing this program. 
Um, some quick tips with this uh, one page study plan is that you want it to be genuine first person from the voice of the client um, and you want it to be very case specific. So you do not copy and paste any study plans. Um, the immigration lawyer may have a questionnaire that helps the client answer all these questions. Um, and then as the legal assistant, you might take that questionnaire and formulate it into the one page study plan. Um, but really the, the point of it is that you're trying to show the immigration, immigration officer that this is, um, you know, a part of your career that you um, are excited about, you're, you're excited to move forward, um, obtain this, go to school, obtain this uh, diploma or, or degree, and then use it back in your home country. The last um, document in a study plan application is the submission letter. Um, submission letters are something that I actually start drafting at the very beginning and I complete it at the very end. So it, it's somewhat um, like the document checklist. It guides me through the process, but it's also something that I start at the very beginning and then it's maybe the last thing I touch at the very end. Um, so what's included in a, in a submission letter? So you at the top first page will have client identifiers. So client name, um, passport number, citizenship. Um, you might have their date of birth, um, country of residence. Um, depending on the immigration lawyer that you're working with, they, they formulate that first page a little bit differently. Um, but essentially it's, it's client identifiers, introducing the immigration officer to the client. Um, you will then do a quick summary of your client, who they are, and what they are um, hoping to achieve when applying for this immigration application. So they're hoping to get a study permit um, to attend this school and, and this program. You'll also want to lay out um, the legislation. So here are the um, sections of the act and the regulation that state um, the eligibility requirements for um, this type of application. And then you'll also want to with legislation, you want to be able to tie it to the client. So this is the eligibility requirements, and this is how my client meets those eligibility requirements. Um, you'll also want to discuss the purpose of study. So essentially, the client has done X, Y, and Z um, in their past, and now they want to attend this college or university in Canada to um, essentially grow their, their career um, and the specific program in this specific um, school has been their choice because, and then you explain why. Um, you'll also want to show proof of funds um, and reference the supporting documents for the um, requirement of having enough funds to come to Canada with a study permit. You'll want to discuss ties to your home country. Um, you'll also want to discuss any case-specific explanations. Um, so for example, this could include um, past refusals, um, maybe a missing supporting document that you're working on getting but you can't get yet. Um, anything that's really case specific and you want to address um, with any application, you don't want to leave the immigration officer hanging and, and asking questions. Um, in that submission letter, you want to address any questions that they may have or, or that you foresee them having. 
Um, you'll then just quickly outline the request and maybe like a one or two sentence, um, like bolded um, section in the submission letter. So Mr. So-and-so is applying for a study permit for this um, length of time at the school for this program. Um, and then lastly, you always end a submission letter with itemizing um, all the enclosing documents. So here is a complete list of the forms, the supporting documents. Um, and, and if you have any questions, this is the legal representative um, contact information as well. So if you're interested in learning more about study permits, I do have a free guide on my website that lays out all the elements of a study permit application. So I encourage you to check it out. All right, that's everything. Thank you so much for listening. If you got to the end of this episode, thank you so much for the support. Um, this will be the last solo episode for a bit. I have a few um, exciting interviews coming up. Um, so tune in next Friday and the next few Fridays uh, to listen in on those uh, interviews. All right, thanks so much. Bye now.